Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome one, welcome all. We are glad you are with us. Uh, good hour coming up. Uh, we're going to hear from Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Postgame Show, here in just a little bit. But in the meantime, talk time to go back a decade and then talk about this year's team and that team that won a Super Bowl and to do it none other than our good buddy Donald Driver. Let's bring him in, shall we? Ten years ago, Green Bay won a championship against Pittsburgh. You gotta love it. It's time to celebrate the 10-year anniversary as Bill Michaels talks with players from that team. Presented by Network Health Insurance and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship Program. Donald Driver, your favorite number 80. Step into the microphone at this point in time. Double D, how you been, my friend? What's going on, B? What's going on, man? How can you believe it's been ten years since you guys went on that roll? No, man, I, I can't believe it. I think you know the crazy part about it. It goes by fast, don't it? I mean, never. It does. That, uh, you know, and I think that's the most exciting part is that once you win it once, as you know, man, you want to win it multiple times. And I think, uh, you know, I think the best part is I have one, and nobody can ever take that away from me. When you guys, you and I have talked so much about this, I don't even know specifically where to begin to bring something new to the table, but when you felt something special in that season, do you remember when it was? Was there a moment in time or did you just feel it coming together? How do you? How, how did you know that there was something special there? I, I think when we played the Giants, I think that was the turning point. You know, I knew we had to win two games to get into the postseason. Our back was against the wall. We controlled our own destiny. And uh, and I think at that moment when we beat them, I think we ended up beating them like forty-five to three. Uh, I think that moment we knew that we had a chance to, uh, you know, have a run at this thing. And then to go on to beat Chicago the next following week, knowing that they could eliminate us out the playoffs because they had home field advantage throughout that uh, throughout that year. So, you know, I think those were the two turning points that we knew at the end of the day we knew that we had to go on the road and we knew we play our best ball. Nobody could beat us. I uh, I remember that team because there was a, a lot of optimism and then. 
obviously you get hurt. Charles gets hurt. Uh, we, we saw Nick Barnett went down. Jermichael Finley went down. It was like all these key pieces started getting banged up either prior to or during this game. So I, when we heard that David Bakhtiari went down with a knee injury this year and just last week, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails. How do you recover from something like that as a team? Well, I think every year, regardless of what you do, you're going to face adversity. Uh, they, when, I think when David went down, there was a next, they gave someone else the next opportunity to step up and, and fill his shoes. And, and no one can fill David's shoes. He's one of the best, you know, guys, centers in the business, I mean, left tackles in the business. And so when you think about that, you, you think, okay, how can I step up and show the, the team that I play for that I can actually uh, fill someone else's shoes or play at that level? And I think, you know, those guys did that. And so – We've had, we faced adversity that year. We lost so many great players, but we went on a great run to make sure that we accomplished the goal that we want to accomplish and that become a Super Bowl champion. You saw Aaron Rodgers at his best. Uh, it was a magical ride through the postseason. That game in Atlanta, I, I mean, I remember coming down the elevator with Steve Young, Steve Young looking over and going, that's the most impressive quarterbacking performance I've ever seen in my life. And now we've seen Aaron Rodgers play differently, but but as well this year. Talk about the way you've seen Aaron Rodgers play and when you kind of get the sense that he's locked in and, and he's on. You know, I think that's it. I think as you get older, you, you know, you're not, you're not trying to prove anything anymore. You know, I think you just, you're letting the people know that you can still play at the high level, and now you're just comfortable. You know, I think that's what he is right now. He's comfortable in playing the game. I think early on in his career he was trying to prove to the fans that he should have been the first-round draft pick. Um, and, I mean, he should have been the first pick in the draft, but then at the end of the day, he proved that already. And now he's just saying, hey, listen, I'm comfortable. This is what I do. This is my, <laughs> this is my house, uh, and no one can stop me. And, you know, he's, he's out there having fun, and, and that's, a, that's the Aaron Rodgers I know. Uh, let me ask you, when you guys went into the postseason, that first game, you had that Philadelphia game, it was cold, and we were talking about, you know, guys hanging on to the football, and when you, because I remember James Starks was running so well at the end of that season, and then it became the James Starks show, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he started high-stepping it, and, and I mean, just it seemed like everything you did just turned to gold, do you, do you get... Is it not just a camaraderie in the locker room, but it's just this sense of luck and this sense of that, hey, this might be our time, so you got to take advantage of it? You know, you know, Bill, I don't think it's luck. I think it's, it's, just, it's the opportunity. And I think so many guys now, these guys have the opportunity to run the show. You, you have it again. I mean, you remember, you remember back in 2007, we had home field advantage all the way throughout the playoffs, and then we lose to the Giants, and the Giants go on to win the Super Bowl. You know, they were the last team destined. So the Packers, the good part about this is that, they're the best team in the NFC right now. I mean, that's a proven fact. And so they're proving it week in and week out that they can play with the best of them. And so it's going to ball down, you know. And that, yes, we all know any given day you can get beat. But I think if those guys play the way they've been playing all season long, uh, sky's the limit for them. They'll be, they'll be back in the Super Bowl once again. When you, If you had something to say to the guys in the locker room today from your experience going to and winning a Super Bowl, what would it be? Don't let the opportunity slip away. Uh, you know, I, I go back. I think sometimes you, you, when you think about it, I think about all the opportunities that we had to make a, a run for the Super Bowl, and we let the opportunity slip away. I mean, the, you know, you think about the Philly game, 4 for 26. Think about the, the Rams game. You go back to the Giants game. Uh, I mean, you just go back further and further and further. You start thinking about that. And so this is the opportunity for those guys. So don't let the opportunity slip away because it's hard to get there. And once you get there, uh, you got to win it all. 
Defense, they always say defense wins your championships, Donald, but you guys had one hell of an offense. How much does your defense have to support what it is in, in today's day and age, what your offense is doing? Yeah, you know, this is going to be the thing. Uh, right now, this is a passing league. Uh, everyone wants to see people score touchdowns, and that's what fantasy football is all about. But, we, you know, this is not the, the hard-nosed defense back in the, you know, the 90s and the early 2000s. I mean, it's just not – no one's playing defense like that. And every time you do something, um, there's a penalty for it. So – you know, the game has completely changed, but I think our defense is going to have to step up if because uh, this can't be a shootout. You know, you can't go into the first regular I mean, postseason game thinking it's going to be a shootout. It may be, but if the defense steps up and the conditions that we face uh, in Green Bay, as we all know, it, it can go in our favor. Talking with Packers legend uh, Donald Driver, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, reckoning back uh, a decade. Uh, now, you've played with a lot of good wide receivers. Give me your thoughts on to where Devontae Adams is in kind of the echelon of guys that you've played with, including yourself. He's one of the best. Um, you know, it was funny because me and James Jones were talking about it probably about six months ago, and we were just comparing all of us, all the great players that ever played in Green Bay. And he was, was talking about everything that we've all done, catching the ball, running routes, releases, and we were just talking about if we had to number everyone down, who had the best release in the game. Uh, and it was funny because James Jones said, Drive, you good? And I've never seen nobody better than you, but i got to give it to Devontae Adams may got you on this one. So I, I take my hat off to him. He's one of the best guys in the National Football League right now. He's proven it every single weekend, week out. He's playing against the best of the best corners out there, and he's beating them. And so you have to take yeah. your hat off to him. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> What there there's something special about guys specifically that play slot that guys that go over the middle. Now Devontae gets open everywhere, like you said, but one of your specialties was that inside slant. You don't see that as much anymore um, because I I can't tell you how many times I've seen you cut that inside slant and you're just wide open down the middle. It's a couple of moves, run over a person or two, and then off to the races. But yet you took some big hits and you just couldn't wait to get up from a big hit and do the shimmy shake and the first down and the whole thing. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a truth. It's a special breed of person that's willing to go over the middle and take that shot, isn't it? Uh, I totally agree. I think that's what Robert Brooks told me when I first walked in there. He told me, if you want to play in the National Football League, you can't be afraid to go across the middle. And I've been blessed to go across the middle multiple times and, and get my head knocked off. But at the end of the day, I get up, smile, and let the people know that they didn't hurt me. And that's one thing that uh, number four taught me a long time ago. He said, never let a person see you hurt. And I think that's the proven fact that I think a lot of guys now, you know, the game is played outside the numbers and the hash now. So no one wants to go across the middle as much as uh, we did back then. How much of that day down in Dallas, from the time you got up to the time you went to bed, uh, whatever it was, that night or two days later, whenever you guys celebrated, how much of that day do you really detail-wise remember? Because it seemed like a blur. I think every bit of it, you know, because, I mean, this is your, that's your first one. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers had been there before. They knew exactly what to do, uh, the day-to-day regimen, but we did, you know, and I think we took it all in and embraced every moment of it. And so I remember, you know, just being in my room, uh, you know, laying across my bed, just thinking this is a great opportunity, um, and, and you're not going to get it again. Uh, and if you do get it again, as you know, it's just slim. And so we just, you know, I wanted to take it all in. I embraced every moment of it, my family as well, and so – yeah, we walked out of there uh, champions. So, I mean, I think no one could ever say you're not, you know. So you have the room, the, the ring to prove it and the trophy to, uh, that's hanging up, you know, right there in Lambeau. Um, before I let you go, I've got to ask you a little bit about Goodwill. The last time you and I were together with Goodwill, we were doing one of those fashion shows, and you put me in corduroy pants, and I thought I was going to set the joint on fire. So, so now everything's virtual now for Goodwill, obviously, but you're donating some money to them as well, right? 
Yeah, we're donating money. The Donald Trump Foundation has been very supportive of Goodwill for many, many years. But, you know, the thing that I love about Goodwill is that, you know, they found me when I was nobody. They gave me an opportunity to have a platform right there in the state of Wisconsin. And I, and I, and I take my hat off to them because, uh, you know, Goodwill in, you know, Southwest Wisconsin, if they would have never gave me that opportunity, I would have never been able to do what I wanted, you know, what I wanted to do and what they wanted to do. And I think we accomplished some amazing things over the last um, decade. I mean, it's been amazing, amazing years uh, for us. And, you know, they have supported uh, myself as well supported the the Wisconsin and the, the Metropolitan of Chicago for 20 over 20 years and for over 100 years. I mean, you think about it. Uh, the Goodwill has served this community for every single mission. I mean, you talk about providing training, employment, uh, supportive services for the people that have disabilities and disadvantages. And so that's always been the focus there is believing the power work and giving people seeking independence. You know, and so I, that's what I love about Goodwill is that they always care about the people that uh, a lot of other people don't care about. And so this is a great opportunity for us to impact the community. Good stuff, as always, my friend. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much uh, for sharing some memories. And uh, I know it's a special time of year. Every time that Super Bowl rolls around, it always brings back a lot of memories for uh, that <laughs> Dallas trip. That's for damn sure. But uh, we'll talk soon, man. Uh, instead, don't be a stranger because whenever you want to come on, we'd love to have you on, okay? I appreciate it, Bill. But one thing before we leave, if anybody wants to do a financial contribution to Goodwill, you have it until February 6th of 2021 to make that donation. You can go to www.donorgifts.wisconsin, uh, goodwillsew.com uh, to make that donation. That is, again, www.donationgifts.goodwillsew.com. There you go. Donald, always good, buddy. We'll talk soon, okay? I appreciate it, Bill. Take care, man. Absolutely. There you go. Donald Driver, and that's donorgifts.goodwillsew.com. That's donorgifts, G-I-F-T-S, donorgifts.goodwillsew.com, and you can make a financial donation there. Always good to talk to Donald Driver. Always good to sit down and get a chance to chat with him and and just kind of, you know, pick his brain a little bit and and obviously uh, just kind of harken back to that – 10 years ago, that Super Bowl championship. It's presented by Network Health. Uh, it's always great to, to have them a part of the program as well. And uh, it's just, it's always fun to talk to Donald Driver. It just is. Network Health Insurance of Wisconsin uh, and the Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin, their apprenticeship program. So uh, good, to, good to have them on board and sponsor some of these. We're going to be talking with uh, some of the Packers greats uh, every week leading up to Super Bowl. So make sure you set your dial for these uh, these particular times, but good, good stuff. And, again, don't forget about Goodwill. Donald Driver been a long time. The last time, I'm not kidding, the last time that uh, we did some stuff for Goodwill with Donald, uh, they had me in a fashion show, and I had to try on all these different clothes, and it was like, uh, it was like uh, through the decades. They started out in the 20s and moved on, so I had like two or three wardrobe changes. And the, the last one, they put me in these corduroy pants, these brown corduroy pants. I looked okay, but Donald came into my dressing room and he puts his hand like down between my thighs and he goes, he says, son, you're going to set the joint on fire. <laughs> so, I was quite a bit bigger then, but uh, we had a, such a great time, such a great time at those Goodwill fashion shows from years ago. Good stuff from Donald Driver. Let's do this. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about 10 years ago and we'll talk about if you have any comparisons between that team and this team. As the Packers are on the bye, getting ready for the NFC playoffs to get underway. We'll talk about that. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. 
Welcome back. How are we looking? Bill Michael Show on the air. Good, good stuff from Donald Driver. Always good to chat with him. Always good to chat with him. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Reminder, coming up on Thursday night, Marcus Eversall from the Fan in Green Bay, Eric Baranchek from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, both going to be my guests on the Bill Michaels Huddle, presented by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors. Go to BudLight.com. Six to eight coming up. Six to eight coming up. And uh, that is going to be uh, on Thursday night, 6 to 8. Make sure you take a listen to us on many of these same stations. Um, Want to get into what well, we hear from Devontae Adams coming up here in just a minute. Uh, this is from uh, Jason who says, saw you guys down in Dallas, had a great time chatting with you at one of the bars where they had that giant tub of beer. You guys were laughing so hard. There was about six of you. Uh, we enjoyed meeting you guys. It was weird. We were the only ones out traveling. I do remember that night. I didn't know that was your name, but I, I, I do remember that. We had gone to, there was a steakhouse in downtown Dallas. Uh, it might have been Morton's. We went to, I think it was Morton's Steakhouse. We went to Morton's Steakhouse, and everybody just, we, we'd had a hell of a week. It had been terrible weather because uh, my schedule at the time, I was doing both television and radio. So every morning I was up at 3.30 and then drove because I was staying at the Hyatt at the airport. So I would drive from the airport to Arlington to do television in the morning. And then after that, then head over to Packers, uh, the Packers uh, Hotel and just kind of, you know, mix, mingle, do a few things over there and then head in to do the radio show and radio row in downtown Dallas. Now, Arlington and Dallas, that'd be like, Johnson Creek and Milwaukee or Green Bay and Appleton. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a long drive, but it's not a short one either. You know, so um, so you're driving all over, and then at, we we just worked so much, and then we had the snowstorms and the ice storms, and at the time, the uh, the mayor of Dallas said they would not bring in any salt or any sand because it would quote corrode their their infrastructure. <laughs> So they didn't throw anything down on it. Now, on the highways, they would throw down some sand, but that was about the extent of it. So you're driving on these pathways of ice uh, back and forth. So what normally would have been maybe a 30-minute trip, a 25-minute trip, was taking you about an hour to get around. People were flying off the road all over the place down there, and they don't have a lot of big four-wheel drive vehicles. Most of them down there were two-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive at the time. But uh, but I remember driving down in the morning and then, and then at night, Heading back, and then you're right. We met. Uh, we went to the steakhouse, and then after that, we went to the bars in downtown Dallas, really over near where the book depository was, where Kennedy was killed. And uh, they had all of these bars stocked to the brim with staff and beers, and they knew Packers fans were coming. And Packers fans went out, but nobody else went out. Steelers fans weren't out. Nobody was doing anything. I mean, it was really weird. I remember the leather and lace ball. And I, I can't remember who hosted it. Maybe it was P. Diddy, I think, was hosting that year. And uh, we went to it, and there was nobody there. There was nobody there. It was just really weird. It was just a – they just never expected that kind of weather, you know. 
And uh, we did have a good time at the Bud Light. Remember when they used to do the Bud Light Hotel? Oh, my God, that was great. It was Kesha, 50 Cent, and some Nelly. Nelly. And Kesha blew everybody away. I mean, just was phenomenal in concert. We saw that concert, too. But, yeah, I remember seeing you guys over at that bar. We had a good time. We had a good time. It was, it, we were the only ones there. So we had to make our own fun, right? 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. We're going to hear still from Devonta Adams coming up. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we got some Tim Allen coming up, Devonte coming up uh, before we close things out today. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. So Devontae Adams caught up with, uh, or the media caught up with Devontae Adams, I should say, really. Uh, And uh, one of the questions posed to him was how different it felt. Uh, You know, you're going through this final game. You're getting yourself ready and in position for a a postseason run, and you're doing it without David Bakhtiari. So how were you guys able to overcome that loss? Well, honestly, I didn't feel it's it's tough. I I think that's a little bit of a better question for Aaron because – Typically, I mean, if they if they were super disruptive, it would mess with a lot of the, the calls that we had, which I didn't really I didn't really see too much of that going on. It, it seemed like we were still able to uh, get to all the plays we wanted to get to. Um, and you know, our, from from a receiver's perspective, it looked like we held up and did our job um, up front all game. So, um, shout out to the to the boys, you know, Billy stepping up and, and moving over there, and the rest of those guys moving around. You know, we just kind of got a uh, you know we got definitely the right personnel for. You know, those type of sudden change, um, not exactly ideal situations, but I feel like, you know, we've been able to make the most of those. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our guys. So he not only ties Sterling Sharp, but Devontae Adams then broke the record that was set uh, by Sterling Sharp. So when he was asked about, you know, the records falling and the season that he's had and doing it in two less games, how do you feel about that? Feels good, man. Feels good. Um, you know, I would have, I would have been happy regardless. Uh, just getting this by, getting being able to move into here, uh, having everything go through Lambo, move out of this place, and just get back and, and have a, a week's rest. But you know, it definitely feels good. It's putting a lot of hard work, and you know, I've come up short of a few different things in my career. Um, so it feels good to be able to achieve that. So Devontae Adams then asked uh, a little bit more about, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, how good it feels to have, uh, you know, drives and such. And you started out uh, that 12-play, 76-yard drive for that fourth quarter and and really, for the most part, uh, kind of putting your stamp on the remainder of the game. So talk about that. It felt good, man, because those are the really tough ones. Obviously, we can, you know, we've done it a a bunch of times, but when you hit a kind of like a – a dry spot and you can't really get anything going. Um, you know, sometimes you can bounce back with a, you know, a five play, you know, 60 yard drive where you have the, a couple explosives, but when you have to just kind of, you know, they, they play a lot of too high today. Obviously you see the, a lot of coverage toward me to make sure that they took me out of the game as much as possible. Um, you know, which we can't use as an, as an excuse because there's still ways to be able to get me the ball and, you know, I can still get open when they do do that. But, um, 
Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, you know, when you when you hit one of those spots because it kills your momentum and it's tough to find a rhythm. But I feel like everybody just kind of kept their head down and stayed focused and made sure that they uh, you know didn't panic, like I said, and and we came out on top. So don't forget in this contest, I mean, the Bears, for the most part, controlled – I mean, they did. They controlled the clock, the time of possession, uh, far outweighed uh, the Green Bay Packers in favor of the Chicago Bears. But the one thing that the Bears were doing was kicking field goals. The Packers, on the other hand, they were putting the ball in the end zone when they had those opportunities. So what does it say about this team when the Bears do control the clock but the Packers – we're just putting the ball in the end zone. How do you how do you walk away and, and kind of look at things like that? It says a lot about our team, man. I mean, it just shows the resilience that we have. I mean, it's not easy to go out against. That's a good team. Doesn't matter what how many games they lost in a row or or whatever it was. Um, you know, when they hit a tough spot in the season. But you look around, they got a, they got really good personnel. They got a um, a quarterback who doesn't get a whole lot of respect, but he he can he can create and he can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, that, that make it tough to go against, especially when, you know, it starts getting late in those games. Um, you know, my hat's off to our defense for being, being able to step up in some of those situations because, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to be locked down on the, on the outside, but then to be able to contain a, a scrambling quarterback as well. I feel like that's, that's tough to do. Um, especially when they know that they got to win the game, which didn't end up being that way for them, uh, cause they, they end up getting some help. But, um, in their mind, they're, they're thinking that, you know, if we lose, we're out. So, for them to have that mindset and us to go out and still be able to dominate, um, it says a lot about this team. So Josh Allen, Derek Henry, Patrick Mahomes, all in the race for the MVP. Mahomes sits the final week of the season. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers goes into Soldier Field, throws four touchdown passes, not a pick, 10 for 10 in the first half of the ball game as well with a perfect quarterback rating, and in addition to that, spreads the ball around to four different receivers. In, including Dominic Daphne, a guy that nobody had ever heard of going back to September. So being able to do that, talk about solidifying the MVP race. MVP should be locked up. Um, there's nothing else to really talk about. Uh, you look at what we've done and what he's been able to do, um, you know, and they, they, they've, they've hit him with everything, said that he doesn't have any weapons, and then we go out here and go 13-3 and regular season, which isn't our end goal, obviously, but it's a hell of an accomplishment, especially when you – in your second year with a new staff. Um, so it, it says a lot about him. Um, you know, I could talk all day about his MVP, um, you know, his push and all of that, but I think he's he's a lot of his, his play to step up and do that. And obviously, honestly, there's, there's been a few other plays where it would have cemented it even more um, had had we made a couple more plays um, for him where, you know, he made a great, great ball and, you know, just, we came up short. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty clear uh, – it's pretty clear to me who who the MVP of the season is, and uh, it's it's going to be a person who uh, you know he's he's won a couple of them before. So, and I agree, I one hundred percent agree. I will say this: I'll take exception with I never, I have never personally said that the Packers didn't have any weapons. What I have said is, is you'd like to add an additional weapon and more options to help alongside Devontae Adams. I mean. But it's turned out remarkably well. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers, kudos to him because he's taken what everybody's given him. And, uh, and it's worked out masterfully, uh, that, which is the reason he should win the MVP. He kind of, kind of changed his, his modus operandi, so to speak. Uh, was this Bears game, though, uh, as I mentioned before, this game was kind of decided in the red zone for the fact that 
the Packers scoring touchdowns, the Bears either weren't able to or ended up settling for field goals, and the Bears' failure in the red zone he talks about. Yeah, I think I think it just came down to putting putting six on the board and then coming in and letting our special teams unit add another one for us. I mean, it's it's tough to do, especially when you play against a front seven like that. I mean, they got some dogs up front, man. So um, it's not easy to always hold up, and then it's not easy to run the ball. And, you know, for us to go and get Aaron Jones in there at the end of that game, um, basically untouched, or at least it looked that way for me. Uh, you know, it says a lot about this team, and I think that those are the type of games that we're going to have to, you know, continue to win moving forward. I mean, we, everything's through Lambeau, and not every game is going to be pretty, but we got to go down there and make sure we get points and um, come out on top in the end. So when he talks about weapons on this offense and the fact that, you know, that Aaron Rodgers spread the ball around to four different receivers, including a guy like Daphne, how deep is this offense? It's, it's, I mean, we don't get enough credit for the depth that we do have. You look at every single position. Um, I got a, a lot of faith in every single position on this team, honestly. Um, you know, Daff is one of the most versatile dudes I've been around, and um, I've been around a lot of players who've done a lot for this team. So uh, great, great hands. He's, he can run routes. He's got a lot more speed than when people give him credit for. Um, and he's just a confident dude having fun out there. You can see it when he scored, when he make a block for somebody, uh, just real unselfish, and that goes a long way in, uh, in this league and does a lot for our team. So Devontae Adams, I mean, a tr- tremendous, tremendous wide receiver. He's not a 4-3 burner. He's not a huge leaper. He's not the guy that you throw to at the apex all the time. I mean, when you got a, a, a big corner on him that can probably go up and get the 50-50 balls, you, you still give him an opportunity because he's your veteran wide receiver. But what makes him different without that 4-3 speed, without that giant leaping ability, what makes him different? Yeah, I mean, I, I pride myself on that. I think I've I've made that clear as far as my mindset. I just I'd much rather – have as many solo uh, pictures catching the football as, as I can. My goal is to see a, a photograph of me catching the football and not know if it was pregame or if it was in a, a real football game. So that's how I approach it every time. And, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of work has been put, put into that. I think because, you know, I'm not a 4-3 guy, um, definitely 4-4. I ran 4-5 at the combine, but I'm 4-4 now. Um, be, be happy to prove that to anybody. But, um, you know, not being a not being a four three guy, I had to find a way to get on top and and you know change the narrative. I think people were a little bit um, down on me about my speed coming into the league, so it was something that I wanted to lock in on uh, early on in my career. Always had the the basketball shiftiness, so it was just about fine tuning it and make it as as efficient as possible. Um, that way, I just you know I can I can get on top and uh, get rid of these guys and just run routes on there. And he's talking about the footwork that he worked on so hard, uh, being able to get open via stutter steps and, and digs and such and, and kind of making it very, very efficient. Uh, also, what difference could it make to actually have an NFC championship game rather than on the road but at Lambeau Field? It's a world of a difference. People play different. People act different. They talk different. Everything coming through Lambeau. So, um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. You can come in and try to bark and – be barefoot pregame shirt off and uh do whatever you want to do but at the end of the day it's it's a beast playing in that snow it's a beast playing in that in that weather and just being in that that environment it takes people's confidence away so um you know i love to see a challenge obviously but it's you know just just knowing that it's going to make it that much easier for us and we got to make sure we lock in and do everything we got to do 
um, take care of the ball and, and score points and do all of that. It's not going to be easy, but, um, you know, it gives us a tremendous amount of confidence knowing we're at home. And um, from what I've seen in the past, it's taken that confidence away from our opponents. So we just got to make sure we handle everything we got to do. And, um, you know, us and Lambeau can go out there and, and take care of business. So, you know, you know, the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Lambeau Field. You would assume anyway. Uh, sometimes it's not safe to assume when you talk about playing games in postseason, especially in this kind of weather and such that uh, you would expect is going to happen at Lambeau Field. But he says that, hey, look, everybody in that locker room realizes everything you want right now, it's right in front of you, and they are in control of their own destiny. Yeah, for sure. I know, like I said, I mean, I talked to the team a little bit before this and just kind of said, look, we know we what we got in front of us. We, it's another NFC North opponent. Um, we already locked the NFC up, but these teams are these boys going to come in here hungry, ready to go um, and give us everything that they got because they got everything on the line right now. So, um, you know, knowing that and coming in and being able to, to, to make some plays. Um, in, in critical times in the game, I think that that just speaks to, you know, like I said before, the depth, the mindset, everything that we are about, everything that we are about as a team. And, uh, you know, I'm just really proud and happy that, you know, we're in this position. We get to, you know, go rest for a week and then come out and play some, some more great football. So um, everything is in front of us and we control it all. So we're in a good spot. And going back to our question from earlier, is it Super Bowl or bust? Gary writes something rather interesting. He says, considering this is only the second time in, uh, that the Packers have had the number one seed in Aaron Rodgers' career, I would definitely say that this is Super Bowl or bust. Uh, for Packers fans, yes. Most other teams, basically 20 of them, would be excited for just being in the playoffs. I think about the Browns fans and the Lions fans at this point. People tend to forget how the 70s and 80s were for being a Packers fan. We've been spoiled pretty much since 1992 when everybody complained when Wolf traded our first-round pick for a backup quarterback at the time. While there's been a lot of heartbreak, although – or through these years, I think we've been fortunate to experience this type of a stretch. Not winning it all is disappointing, but not the end of the world. I'll sit back and enjoy the pack. So there you go. Uh, some words of wisdom, I guess, for somebody that's actually lived through the good times and the bad when you talk about Super Bowl or bust. Um, 855-830-8648. Uh, got, if you want to give us reaction to what Donald Driver had to say, would love to hear it. Also, what you just heard out of Devontae Adams, would love to hear it uh, by all means. Ryan says, uh, Super Bowl or bust, yes, it's a salary cap for next year projected to go down to $175 million. As it stands right now, the Packers roster is at $201 million. It's now or never because next year you're not going to go out and buy a bunch of free agents to come in and bolster this roster. So, yes, it's Super Bowl or bust. Stay tuned. going to wrap things up next on the Bill Michaels Show. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers reviewed the tape of Sunday's win over the Bears. Chicago had the ball for 74 plays and scored one touchdown. Green Bay had the ball for just 44 plays and scored five TDs. Ask Matt LaFleur about the opening kickoff to Cordell Patterson. Was it out of bounds, or should it have been first and ten at the Chicago one? You know, he touched the ball. I personally still think he touched it prior to stepping out. Obviously, the NFL disagrees with that, and they called it how they called it. You know, after looking at it and having a chance to really sit back and 
and look at it closely, I think we made the right decision there, even though it did go our way. The team has today off, and this weekend they'll have a bye week to see who they might host in the divisional playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. It's all good football teams now left in the dance. There's 14 teams that have a chance to keep playing. 18 of them are going home, doing exit meetings. It's fun to be one of the 14. We'll be one of the eight after uh, Wild Card Weekend, and it'll be exciting to be in the mix and have a chance. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. to have you bill michael show and we continue on 855-830-8648 if you want to chime in feel free to go ahead and do so let's go to marcus marcus welcome to the program the bill michael show what's happening man hey bill uh nice to hear from you man happy new year to you man you too what's up hey uh real fast uh i i i do believe this i i was a, i was a debbie downer uh, still, as far as uh, the Packers being able to finish off an opponent, I think right now this is uh, Super Bowl or bust. And I, it, 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 let's just say this, Bill, real fast. Even if they get to the Super Bowl, and if, if somehow they don't win it, I'm just happy for the fact that that Rodgers has a chance to do it. And if he can get, if he can pull it off, I think he can do it. But but just for us to get there through this COVID thing and everything that has happened. I think it's a great accomplishment for, for Green Bay. So we shouldn't feel bad no matter what happens uh, if we do get to that final game. What do you think about that? I think that everybody needs to sell out. And I think at this point everybody's bought into it that, that this is it, man. Uh, all guns are blazing and, and last man standing. So you broken arm, broken leg, you get out there and try to get this thing done the next two games. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No, I – look uh, – like Donald Driver talked about a little bit earlier, you heard from Devonta Adams. Everything's right there in front of you. It's up to you to take it. And if you don't, that's you know you don't want to, you don't want to walk away from this particular situation and have regrets. And if you don't, um, if you don't, as you put it, just ball out, then you're going to walk away with regrets. I I think when it comes to the Packers in this particular situation, every guy up there knows that. There's nothing. That Brian Gutekunst, there's nothing Matt LaFleur or personnel-wise, it is what it is. Okay, now it's up to putting the right guys in the right position to make plays and be successful. And then it's up to those guys to execute to the best of their ability. That's all this is once you get to this point in the season. It's not like you can go out and find somebody. You know, you're not going to come up with uh, another wide receiver or another tight end or another all-pro left tackle. I mean, you're not getting that. None of those guys are walking through that door. So it's as fans, we can sit here and, and, and kind of pound the fists and clap the hands and rah-rah, and, and that's going to happen in the locker room. But in the grand scheme of things, it, now it is what it is. It, this team sitting in front of you, um, you got to be good. You got to be a little bit lucky. You got to get hot and you got to be healthy. And you don't want to have key guys go down. And what you have to do, is then if guys do go down, is rely upon the depth. The depth has to be good as well. 
And I've said it before, I'll say it again, in football specifically, you're only as good as your weakest link. In basketball, you can have one or two guys carry you. In baseball, you can have a pitcher overcome a lot of obstacles if you don't have a really solid offense. Get a couple of runs, give it to a good pitcher, you're good to go. Um, but this, this is far as Super Bowl or bust, okay? It's what your expectations are. If your expectations were just to get to the postseason with a team that you didn't think was going to get there, then you can't be Super Bowl or bust. You can look at things and how they've unfolded and certainly say that maybe things are are on your side. But I don't know if you can sit there and, and without a doubt say Super Bowl or bust. Okay, What you can look at with, um, say, in regards to next year, whether or not you've got all these guys back, what kind of tweaks you make, whether or not some of the guys you drafted this year really become pertinent players for next season. They take that 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 sophomore jump, so to speak. If you bring in a, a rookie next year, does he fortify the position that he needs to fortify? You know, do you find somebody, an additional big body alongside Kenny Clark, or do you find another guy for the outside or another guy, a linebacker or such? Or maybe maybe after we've talked all about this, maybe there is another wide receiver that's out there. And maybe Marcos Valdez-Scantling develops and suddenly doesn't have any more mental lapses when it comes to hauling in the football. There's all those things that go into play as far as saying Super Bowl or bust. But when you've got Aaron Rodgers playing this good, buying into this system, and on this plane, if you will, with his head coach, man, it's it's hard not to say. It's like I would mentioned last year. When you play at an MVP level, when you play this good, you usually don't go out the next year and play better. You know what I mean? You either play the same or a little bit less. Just like I said, look at the sack totals from last year between Preston and Zedaria Smith. It was like career years. You didn't expect that again this year, and that's exactly what you got. It was a little bit of a down year numerically for them, statistically for them, but the defense overall is better. Can the offense overall be better next year, even though Aaron Rodgers may not be at this particular level, this MVP level? I, it's, it's, it's. We'll get back into this a little bit tomorrow. Going to be a good one. By the way, tomorrow we're going to talk with Ross Tucker. Our Radio.com NFL insider, Tom Silverstein. Silverstein's going to be here tomorrow, too. I'm looking forward to talking to him about uh, covering the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk some uh, Craig Kashan, Mike DeCourcy, Big Ten basketball. Don't forget, uh, on Thursday, A.J. Hawk is going to be here. we got a lot coming up. Time for us to go. Have a go. See you. Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.